Greetings, Northlings, and welcome to Haunted Up North. Hello, the eerily awesome podcast dedicated to the telling of real-life paranormal experiences from the north of the UK. I'm your host, Victoria, and at the risk of sounding like a schoolmistress patronising her pupils, we've got a very special guest who's come to talk to us today. And you'll never guess who the guest is. Well, you probably can guess, because who else would someone just starting out on a relatively new adventure turn to in their hour of need? It's only the person who brought me into this world. The woman who actually birthed me. She is the fiercest of all my kinspeople, I have to say, despite her reluctance to accept it, and the mother of all mothers. She is the one and only my own mother. Earlier this year, my mum Fran consented very kindly to talk about the various supernatural encounters she'd been party to in houses that we've lived in together. So she'll be telling us all about the things she's experienced, and I'll be talking about a few of my experiences too as we go along. This interview actually took place in my kitchen, <laughs> using different microphones to the one that I usually use. I don't want to slag them off, because they came in very handy for this interview, but the sound will be slightly different to normal. It's a little bit echoey, due to it having been recorded in a higher ceilinged room, but don't you worry. I guarantee that despite the change in Atmos, you'll be scintillated, scared, and most importantly, entertained by the spectral tales she's about to tell you all today. Hello, Mumsy. Mumsy? That's <laughs> lovely. Hello, Mumsy. It's, I sound so attractive. It's very Richard O'Brien, isn't it? It is, yes. My mum is, she's very kindly uh, offered to be on Haunted Up North and tell some real-life spooky encounters of her own. Well, I don't know how real life they are, but the things that I experienced. Well, that's cool. That's what we want. That's fine, then. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners, please? My name's Fran, and I live in southwest Scotland, even though I don't sound like I live in southwest Scotland. They actually do. And whereabouts is that? It's in a place, little tiny place called Whitton, which is tiny, but it was actually the first city in Dumfries and Galloway. And actually, there's no cities in Dumfries and Galloway now. A city? Yep, because it had a cathedral. Whithorn did? Mm-hmm. Where? It's where, um, I shall tell you. Because it's tiny. It is, it's absolutely <laughs> tiny, but it's been uh, a place that's been very, very important to the to the area since the Viking time. It was a Viking uh, settlement, and then um, there was a saint called Saint Ninian, his followers. Oh, yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, well, it was a huge place, and it was a place of pig- pilgrimage, and there's actually still a pilgrimage, pilgrimage trail. Pilgrimage. Pilgrimage trail, <laughs> I'll speak. Pilgrimage trail from Glasgow that goes all the way down to the Isle of Whitton. Ah. So it was a very, very important uh, ecclesiastical place. There were bishops... And all sorts. In fact, the Galloway Horde, you might have heard of that, that was dug up in the fields. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was a hugely <laughs> important one, and everybody thought it was Viking because it was all buried. But recently there's been investigation, and the decoration on it is to do with the bishops of Dumfries and Galloway. And at that time, when the stuff was made, it was actually um, some of the bishops that were actually at Whitton. Wow. So it's got its root in modern civilization. 
it it's part of the roots. It's part of the roots. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important for such a small little village. Uh, we'll never, never call it a village. If you go Sorry, in Witton, city. no, if you go in Witton, you call it a village. The locals will pelt you with what, rotten haggis. What do they call it? It is a town. Sorry, locals of Whithorn. Yes, I didn't mean to call your city a village. Town, town. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where you live. That's where it's very yeah, nice. I've been there lots, and it is a very, very lovely place. If you ever fancy. Going on holiday to that part of the country, I recommend it as an outsider because you're an insider now, aren't you? You're a local. I'll never be a local. Oh. Oh no. Why? Because I I will never live there long enough to be called a local. Do you have to be born there and die there? I think you have to have at least sixteen generations to be a local. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. But you've prepared some uh, real life encounters to relate from houses that we've lived in together. Yeah. And also a real-life encounter from where you live mm-hmm. and a local ghostly legend to yes. finish off with. So what do you want to start with your earliest ghostly encounter that you've encountered? Well, I don't remember. IRL. IRL. In real life. Oh, that's what kids say. <laughs> Is it? Maybe um, not the kids in Whithorn. <laughs> far too old to know anything about that. So, dear listeners, please excuse me. <laughs> Don't excuse her. All right, fine. Um, first ghost. First ghost, I think. I don't actually remember any in childhood as such, because sometimes when you're a kid, you sort of think you've seen something, then you haven't, and every adult just sort of says, Don't be stupid. But the first house that we lived in, in Skipton. Yeah, I was there too. Yes, you were. And it was really weird because somebody earlier that knew the house had said it was haunted, but I didn't believe in anything like that really. I just thought, yeah, that's a bit daft. I wondered if they were trying to get the price low so they could buy it. Anyway, it was really weird because... You what? want the person who you still live there told you it was haunted? Or the no, person it was, after? No, it was somebody what? round about the oh, place right, okay, told me yeah. it was haunted and I thought, oh, they're just trying to get it themselves and put me up. So, oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, so we lived there and lived there for a while and then suddenly the, we had a radio. Radios, then it was on switch, on off switch. It wasn't anything wireless, etc. So it was plugged in. So the plug was, there was one in the kitchen. So the plug was off. And it was switched off at the wall. And then we were sitting watching telly. And then suddenly the radio came on. And we just thought, oh, it's a bit daft. And then he thought, oh, maybe it's something like that. And then it did it again a few days later, which was very weird. And then one day I was in there listening to it while I was doing some cooking. And it switched channels. Which was a bit strange. (laughs) But I just thought, oh, there's a connection. Oh, there's something interfering with it. So... I actually moved it out of there and put it into the, the back living room because I got to listen to it. Then. Out of sight. Oh no. Right. <clears throat> no, the back living it's room. Unrelated. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> next to the kitchen, so you could still hear it. So we did that, so nothing happened. Not a thing. And then I used to do um It didn't happen when you moved it. No, when I moved it into the back room, it never altered again. So I obviously thought it was oh. something to do with the connection or something. 
So I didn't think anything of it. And then it'd be about a few weeks afterwards, I had some jars in the kitchen that had... Because you used to do pickling and things like that, do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, the house was... You weren't there. pickling up until recently, weren't you? Well, yes, I know. Before you started doing your arts. Yes, before I started becoming an artist, darling. Yeah. <laughs> well, I sat there and two tops flew off. Yeah. The pickling jars. And they weren't those stopper ones. They were actually screw-on ones. And were they screwed on? Yeah. So a ghost actually so they came clenched off. its fist. <laughs> Don't know no, how it do. did it. Got its teeth <laughs> around it. Yeah, so they, they flew off. And then I thought, oh, maybe it was haunted. So there, there were little things like that that happened in the kitchen, but it was only in the kitchen for quite a while. And then... Um, I used to have a red anorak. Do you remember it? I don't know if you do. You're only little. I'm not sure. It was like a padded sort of outdoory thing with a big red hood. Like was... a Don't Look Now red anorak. Is it Don't Look Now with a red anorak? Or is I it don't yellow? Know. Anyway. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Anyway, I used to wear that. That was my coat. And your dad was in bed because uh, he used to work shifts now and again. So I was out of the house. Because he was, what was he? He was an engineer. Plant engineer. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he woke, he woke up to somebody standing over him. And he doesn't know if they were whispering or anything, but it, something woke him up. And all he saw was the red hood and he thought it was me. And then he went back to sleep. And then when I came back in later, he said, why did you wake me up? I said, I didn't wake Why up. did you wake me up? I said, and I said, well, I didn't because I wasn't in. But he thought it was me because of the red hood. Oh. Didn't the ghost was wearing your anorak? No, because I had it on, I was out. Sometimes I wonder, I'm sure it was the ghost. Maybe mm. they just had a red coat as well. Mm. But I sometimes wonder whether ghosts are uh, echoes of a future you or a past you. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I think ghosts are like echoes. And I think sometimes living people are echoed when they're not even dead. I've heard a few ghost stories when people have experienced things, ghosts, apparitions of people who aren't dead yet. There's possibility, so it could be I that, Yeah, the house could be in some kind of weird plane. A vortex. Yeah, that makes be. you haunt yourself. <gasps> I don't know. Well, that'd be a bit spooky. But that's really scary anyway. Well, that's probably me trying to tell to get up. Yeah, maybe. It could have been. Yeah. Should have thanked you. Um, yeah, right. Something. Don't know what. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember living in that house mm. and vaguely because I was how because I was I was brought home there, wasn't I, when I was born? You were brought. And how home old there. was I when I left there? I don't know. Was it was six, five, six? Very young, walking yeah. age, possibly. Mm. But I remember when um, I remember it's one of my earliest memories. And when you think of earliest memories, because my earliest memories at my christening. Because mm. I think you were holding me. Yes. And then my next memory is me in a pram. Mm-hmm. And then my third earliest memory is being in that house and seeing a massive book on the Titanic. It had a big boat on the front, and I knew we had a big book on the Titanic mm. growing up. And it moved across the table on its own. You were at the front door with someone. Yeah. And I was looking at this book, just passing it, and it moved across the table. Mm. And then I kind of... I don't know if I was scared, but I was like... 
don't know about that. And then, yeah. I, just, and then I ran away to where you were. <laughs> but that's the only memory I have of that house being haunted. There were, there were a few incidents. They were just sort of, they weren't sort of definite things. Like like the Red Hood thing was a definite thing. But there's, there was just feelings and you sort of heard noises. And then after a bit... Both me and your dad called the ghost Ella at different times. Yeah, why? No idea. That's strange. But we both called her Ella. But no, we didn't decide together we were going to call her Ella. We both referred to Ella on different occasions. It was really weird. And it was a woman. Can't tell you why, but it was a woman. She would be in her 60s or 70s with white hair. But did the did the people, the neighbours who told you before you moved in that it was haunted give you an indication of what these manifestations were? No, no, they didn't say anything about either uh, what happened or even the sex of the person. It was just a, a passing, oh, it's haunted, you know. But did they, um, did you ever find out if there had been an Ella living there? No. At that time, they weren't, you couldn't just sort of Google things. No, maybe you could now. Maybe that's a... It's possible. Maybe that's could a project. Look into that. Yeah. Yeah, could look into it and see who lived there before. But then uh, the guy, Dad's mate Biffo, oh, bought yeah. the house off you. Mm. <laughs> that's his real name. Dad's friend Biffo mm. bought the house off you. He did, yes. After you moved out. Mm. And he said there were strange things going on, didn't he? He did, yeah. And he's quite... Actually, if you saw him and, and know him... He's not the sort that would be have flights of fantasy about no. ghosts and goblins at all. No. But no, he mentioned it. And the thing is, we hadn't mentioned it to him because obviously we were selling the house to him. We weren't going to say, think it's I haunted. I wonder if I'd, uh, if I'd say that, you know. But mm. he had a, he had a, is, does he still live there? No, I think they moved out of there. But they didn't move out because of the ghost, did they? Oh, no, 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 they were there for ages. The thing is, it wasn't an unfriendly or an unsettling yeah. ghost. It was just somebody that was about, which is a weird thing to, when you think about it, because ghosts, you think, ooh, spooky, but it was just like a light was on in the room. That was as yeah. frightening as it was. Just letting you know they're there. Mm. But what did he, there was something to do with a staircase, wasn't there? Biffo. He he was walking up the stairs in that house after he bought it, mm. and he he felt someone coming up behind him. Oh, did like he? he felt a presence, or he heard footsteps, or he felt mm. the floor move, or something like that. And he thought it was his son. Um, and he turned round to kind of say, "Go back to bed." Or well, mm. if he's going upstairs, I don't know. He'd probably say, "Come upstairs to bed." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he turned round. There was no one there. Oh, I didn't know that. Like that. Yeah, and I don't know if a couple of plant pots moved or something. Mm. Or is that one of your stories of reimagined as one of his? Either way, it's scary. Yeah. But it sounds like she was benevolent. I think so. It wasn't anything nasty. It was just somebody letting you know that they were sharing the house with you, I think, yeah. more than anything. I don't think I'd like it, though. I don't. I, I love hearing about ghosts and reading about ghosts. Mm. But I, I don't really want to. I don't want to live with one that. That uh, appears to me so regularly is that. Well, they don't. It's not like she's sort of boo. I'm here. Yeah. Waha. And you didn't realise till afterwards, did you? Well, like it was Dad so... didn't realise it was you. It wasn't you. Sorry. Until no. after. No. So that's what I mean. It was, it's not like something. It's not like a Halloween program or something where something just out jumps out at you with a knife and yeah. things. It's just. It was just not anything like that. It was just. Somebody was about. Yeah. And you've had an interaction in my house, because you're staying currently with me and Howarth, aren't you? I am. And you had an interaction yesterday, because we lost your necklace, didn't we? Yeah, I have a necklace, and I was wearing it when I came down, and I put it, I 
can't remember where I put it, obviously, because that was the thing. Looking for it and looking for it. Could not find this necklace. Uh, because I'm living out of my suitcase in the spare room. There's sort of bits and pieces all over. So I thought, oh, it must be somewhere about. So things were thrown all over. So I had a shower, went out, and um, threw my dressing gown on the bed, I think, or the settee, not sure. And I came back, and then you said, oh, I've washed your trousers. <laughs> Which is fine, because she, she's a good girl. She's brought up properly. So I won't go around washing the trousers out of politeness. <laughs> just rip them off to strangers in the street. Yes, clever wash your trousers. Humane so, thing to do. So I went upstairs, and my dressing gown was neatly on my suitcase, and the necklace was neatly on top of it. Mm. So when I came down and I said, oh, you found my necklace? And you said, no. I said, well, it's there. And it's, I thought you'd just move stuff because you got my trousers and you hadn't touched it, had you? No, I didn't even see it. I'm pretty sure it wasn't there when I moved your stuff to well, get your no. trousers. Because I only moved it slightly and nothing, the necklace was right on top. The necklace was disturbed, and I disturbed the suitcase. Well, you would have done if you got my trousers out of there. You would have moved everything to one side to get the trousers, and you probably wouldn't have smoothed over the top again. You would have just got the trousers out, wouldn't you? Yeah. So that was so weird that it was there in the centre of the suitcase, neatly wrapped up. A spooky. But it's a night like we're saying about nice ghosts. Like I've had a this house was built in eighteen ninety six. Mm-hmm. No, ninety seven. Like eighty six, ninety six or ninety seven. I can't remember. One of those years. Mm. Which means <laughs> it's been here quite a while, so it's possible that lots of people have lived in this house. Oh, it's quite probable. So there's... possibly there's a nice ghost living here. I've had a mm. couple of interactions in this house that have been a bit unexplained. Why? What did you get though? Uh, well, I told you. I told you when we first moved in, we had a key to the front door, mm. and we only had one key. And we were about to. It's one of those Yale locks that close, close and lock behind you. And uh, we were just about to close the door, not realizing we'd left our one key in the house, so we would have been absolutely mm. locked out. Um, and this key, this extra key, flew from somewhere. We don't know where it flew, and clattered into us, and Ooh, made wow. us stop and think. Oh, that's a key. Which is that our key? And then we realised our actual one key that we had was inside the house still, and we'd come out without it. So this was an extra key from somewhere that we don't know where it was. That's freaky. So that's a nice ghost. That well, yeah, nice that's ghost. what I mean. Yeah. Sometimes they're not. What else has happened to you? Um, just in this house, mm. there in the attic, I felt someone bump into me mm. in the attic, but it wasn't a hard bump. It was just kind of like a a glance. Well, yeah, something like that. But it mm. could have been my body, my nerves in my body having some kind of episode, I don't know. But You having an episode? Well, no, I don't know, maybe. Mm. Either way, it wasn't Yeah, but that's horrible. where I am in the attic. Yeah. So maybe there is somebody just living up there. Maybe. They're always in the attic or the basement, though, aren't they? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> it's a bit no, cliche. In my house, it was the kitchen and the bedroom, wasn't it? Yeah. But in our second house that mm. we lived in Skipton, mm-hmm. that was another house in Skipton, because we're from Skipton. Well, no, you're from... I'm from Burnley. You're I'm from Lancaster. Burnley originally. I'm from Skipton originally. Mm. Um, but that was... Did anything happen in there? I think I think there were things that happened in there. I can't remember... Sp- 
there were there were there was uh, yes there was a, a voice. We had a seller. We're going back to cellars now. Yeah. <laughs> but this cellar wasn't like a dark and dingy cellar because the the house was it was a townhouse, but it was built on a a, a slope. So the front of the house was lower than the back. So you had what was a cellar, but it actually had a window and a door into it from street level. So it was quite light. Mm. And the stone steps went from the living room and you could walk down into what was the basement room. And if you stood at the top, at first when we moved there, I just thought it was there must be the door open to the outside or a window because you could hear voices or somebody just whispering. Mm. But realised that it wasn't that, and there was actually so it sounded more like a little echo of something. It wasn't. Mm. It couldn't figure out words ever, but you just heard this little murmur of like a radio that's slightly in the distance. So weird. Hmm. Um. The only thing I can remember from that house, I once, um, I was once in bed mm-hmm. and I think it was really early in the morning and for some reason I I don't know why but I, I think it was still a bit dark and I needed to turn the light on and you know you know in the old days not in the old days sometimes you still do get them you know like a string hanging from the ceiling yeah. it was the 80s wasn't it? <laughs> 80s? Yeah. yeah I think so um you know and you can pull the string from mm. the ceiling but for some reason I wouldn't put my head out and I don't know why like at the time I just thought looking back I thought I was just being daft because mm. kids are daft aren't they i probably thought it would be fun to just find the light switch yeah without looking for it mm. but looking back i think maybe i was scared but i don't know why i was scared looking yeah. back i know i was scared of something and didn't want to put my head out and so i put my hand out reaching mm. for this light switch and i couldn't for ages for some reason i couldn't find it mm. and then out of nowhere a hand smacked my hand <gasps> no it smacked it really hard it didn't hurt but it was like mm. full i don't it wasn't the wall mm. it was like a proper smack on my hand and i just put it back in straight away and just lay there just for ages and ages but you yeah. know when you're a kid everything seems surreal anyway doesn't it yeah well sometimes <laughs> as a kid you think did i make that up because you, you sort yeah. of tell yourself stories in your head when you're kids and, yeah and but but it happened it yeah. wasn't you was it was it you no because <laughs> i couldn't see you could have just snuck sneaked why in. would i do that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you will not have your light on <laughs> But yeah, that's the only thing I can remember. But mm. the most haunted... I don't think... We moved after that to Gargrave, didn't we? We did, and yeah. I don't know if anything happened in there, did it? I don't think so. I think that was quite a quiet house. Yeah, I think Dad heard some knockings from my bedroom when no one was home, didn't he? He heard some... He was in the bathroom and he heard some thumping. That could have been the next door neighbours, though. Yeah, maybe. Mm. But then the real haunted house was the house that you and my dad lived in. When you first moved up to Scotland. Oh, yeah. You moved to a place called Port William, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You lived on the outskirts of Port William. Uh, and that was a freaky experience, wasn't it? There was a lot of, of, of weirdness there. It was just just odd. There were voices, there were all sorts, but you could actually... There were apparitions there. Um, Name some of the apparitions. There was. Um, poly, I had a polytunnel. <clears throat> and I love my polytunnel, and I would spend quite a bit of time in there. And explain what a polytunnel is for people. Everyone knows what a polytunnel is. Don't well, they? it's it's like a massive greenhouse, but it's not covered in glass. It's covered in polythene, but it's not clear like a greenhouse. It's opaque, but you can yeah. actually see shadows and trees and things and stuff like that. So I was working in there one day, and 
quite often either the farmer next door would come up or the postman would sort of come over if he knew I was in there because it was a rural property in the middle of nowhere because nobody usually came up with the farmer next door or the postman. And I was in the polytunnel and somebody, I could see somebody walking along the edge of it um, from the outside and I thought it was the postman or the farmer. So I went to the door of the polytunnel and said, Aya, and I turned around, there was nobody there. That's scary. And that was actually seeing somebody walk, and it was a good yeah. length polytunnel. How weird. Yeah. And were you scared when you realised well, there? again, it's not a sort of scary thing, because at first you think, did I imagine? Was I mistaken? And then you think, actually, no, I did see somebody walking along there, but there was nothing nasty at the end of it. So it's not like a, oh, my God. It's just like, oh, right, there was somebody mm. about. But quite often they'd hear whistling up there as well. Whistling in the house or in the garden? Both. That's You'd strange. hear whist- somebody whistling. Wow. Because he had like a, it's like a quite a spooky wood next to that house, isn't there? Yeah. For some reason, the whistling makes me think of those woods. Probably because of the whistler in the woods. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Or is it See, just I the <laughs> I didn't find them nasty or, or spooky or no, anything. No, they're not nasty, but they were strange. It was a strange wood, though, wasn't it? Because the trees, because there were horses that had lived in that wood. Oh, there was and lots of things buried in there. Yeah, and they'd, they'd, um, they'd chomped the lower mm. parts of the trees, hadn't they? So the yeah, trees were very some. unusually shaped. Mm. They were... We could say they're quite barren-looking trees, it was, but there it, was a coating of leaves. It had a roof, mm. but it kind of like it wasn't riddled with branches, was it? It was kind of like quite a spacious, strange wood. Well, it was, yeah, because yeah, cause the trees had, had gnawed at the bark, and so they killed off some, and some that had been half killed off. And because it was high up and it was near to the coast, you get a lot of gales. And so it had blown them, so they grew in one direction yeah, as well. Yeah, that's it as well, windswept. Yeah, very, but, but they grew in, in weird shapes because they weren't very well because they'd been gnawed at, and mm. then the gales came over, so they, quite, they, they did grow in really weird shapes, yeah. Mm. But what other apparitions did you see? You saw a family friend through the window of the front door once, didn't you? I did. Can you remember what I told you? It was a guy, it was a family friend... And you happened to you were in the kitchen and you happened to glance at the front door. Yeah. And the front door had a pane of glass in it where you could look outside and mm. people could look in. And you saw the face of a family friend there waiting. They hadn't knocked or anything. Yeah. They were just I don't know if I don't know if they were looking through the glass, they were just there. They were just there, yeah. And it was this this person had distinctive hair, didn't mm. they? And you could see his hair blowing in the wind, his white hair. Mm. And then you went to the door. I don't know, you glanced away and then went to the door and he wasn't there. No. But you'd seen him. Mm. And so you rung them to say, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, yeah. Why did this happen? <laughs> why did you put your face on my door and run away? Yeah. yeah and they had home, there. which is a few miles away. Yeah. And yeah, that's odd. That's like another, that's like a living person haunting a thing. But he'd been asleep, hadn't he? Yeah. You woke him up. Mm. So he'd been dreaming. But perhaps he'd been having a strange dream where he was knocking at your door, but not knocking. Just Could have been. Standing just there. dreaming about my house. Did just... you see any other apparitions? There were lots of sort of things that went... It was just little things. Sometimes you'd smell cigarette smoke 
Mm. Which sounds like, well, that could be from anywhere, but we were... In the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. But you had scorch marks on windowsills behind pictures. Yes, I'd forgotten about that. Curtains used to look like someone was shaking them. Yeah. Not a breeze. They were being shaken. Mm. And I remember you saying... Yeah, the scorch marks, that was weird because there was no reason. Because... The cottage that we lived in, it was actually, it had small windows. It was a very old cottage and they were quite deep. So you wouldn't get the sun scorching in that much because it was totally the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And that was really weird that they just suddenly started to appear. Yeah. I remember you said that things would go missing and you'd find them in odd places. Mm, Yeah, that always happened. Like under clothes and things, bottom drawers. But talking about, just on the theme of a ghost finding your necklace for you, you mm. had a pair of earrings, didn't you, when you were younger? It was a, it was a moon. One earring was a moon and one was a oh, star. Yes. And you lost one of them. Yeah, I did. Years and years, for years. Mm. And you were hoovering one day in the new house. Yeah. And it came out of the vacuum bag. Yeah. The missing earring that you lost, I don't know, 15 years ago? Before, yeah, that was really like that. weird. Yeah, mm. how odd. But the best bit is when you brought that plaque home and a poltergeist ransacked to your kitchen. Do you not remember? What was that? You bought a plaque home and it was like someone, it was a memo- in memoriam, like a plaque of somebody, like a little grave thing. Maybe that's something I need to ask my dad about. Do you not remember that it trashed the kitchen and locked the dog in the foyer? I do remember something about that. Maybe we'll ask my dad that. Ask your gonna, dad that. That'll be one for him, actually. Yeah, I think you should do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, any hauntings in your current house? In my, my current house is really old. We don't actually know exactly how old it is. Um, because it's... We think it was to do with the... the wind, there used to be a windmill in Whitton. And my little cottages... Um, they were the, like the, the workers' ones, and they actually just, when the windmill went with disuse, then the, the, my little houses were all disused, and most of them fell into disrepair, and there were hovels, and there's only a few left, hence there's odd numbers on my street, because some of the houses just don't exist anymore. Um, so I don't know exactly how old mine is, but it's a few hundred years old, and sometimes... It's weird because there's been a, it's been changed a lot. The outside obviously looks the same, but obviously it's, it's been modernised inside. And there's actually a, a new extension at the back, but the garden bit, which has been totally, totally remodelled from when it was there, quite often you'll think there's somebody out there. And it's a tiny garden, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, it's not tiny. It's just... Uh, it is quite small. It's enclosed. Yeah, it's an enclosed garden, but it's it's... Dogs. There's dogs there. Really? Yeah. Wow. Dogs walk past me sometimes. Really? Yeah. Oh, do you think they're buried there? Or maybe they just loved it there. It is a nice garden, isn't it? Well, it used to be, the back of that actually used to be um, fields. Because what is my studio at the side of the house was actually, that tiny thing was actually a cottage. And there was an old chap with a, a horse and cart that lived there. And he used to bring his, his horse through the cottage to the back. So I know it was fields and all sorts at the back. And, of course, people had uh, Jack Russells for ratting and oh, yeah. going rabbiting and stuff like that. 
Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but it's always dogs about. It's, it's weird. You've seen um because we've had lots of dogs over the years, haven't yeah. we? But you um, you've seen the ghost. Oh, I've seen the ghost. Yeah, dogs. I did. Uh, one of them uh, that we, when we moved up to skip uh, skipped in Scotland, <laughs> and and he used to just wander around the house and just tootle about. Cause was this Toby? Yeah, because he was an old dog. He was a Jack he? Russell, wasn't he? Yeah, and. And I once saw him going around the corner of the house because I was outside and I thought, oh, he's just going around the corner. Then I thought, well, no, he's not. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was a sweet dog, Toby. He came to us very vicious, didn't he? But you tamed him. <gasps> oh, he was awful. Do you remember? You couldn't even, it's not even you couldn't touch him. You couldn't even go near him and he'd have your hand off. Yeah, very strange. It was, oh, he was My dad used to have, like matches didn't they who would like who could intimidate the other the most because they're both quite growly individuals aren't they my dad well yeah hairy and growly <laughs> and in the end of the it's not working no we me. were nice to him yeah <laughs> and he was fine and he came around and then he was the cuddliest dog ever wasn't he oh yeah he was i really think nice. he'd been frightened wherever we got Maybe. him from yeah it's like a defensive thing with him i think mm. because we were nice to him and he was just so sweet after that yeah wasn't he? he was lovely yeah um you were going to tell us about a real-life encounter in a graveyard, I think you <gasps> said. So well, remember I told you about the Whitton Way, which was the pilgrimage route? Yes. Well, part of it runs through um, Whitton, and I've been getting up early in the morning because I have a yellow lab, and we go for long walks along it. It takes about an hour and a half, but we go very early in the morning so we don't encounter anybody. It's just because it's nice and quiet and peaceful. So I was walking by the ruins of the priory and going past St Ninian's Parish Church, which is is a used church now. And as you're going down the lane, uh, I just looked to my right because you can just see the graveyard, the top of the the gravestones, because it's a very, very old graveyard there. And I saw a nun walking down. Well, this is when COVID was in and nobody was allowed to travel. And I just thought, that's a bit weird. So we went on our walk and I came back and I saw my um, friend Julia and I said, I didn't know there were any nuns that had actually travelled to Whitton. And she says, well, there isn't. I said, well, does, has somebody got family visiting? Because they shouldn't have done. Because everything was on lockdown at the time. And she says, no, there's because it's a tiny town, you know, if there's any strangers in town. And she said, no, I would have noticed a nun. And it was actually the black, it wasn't like a modern day nun. It was the old-fashioned black habit with the white bit across the front. Do you remember yeah. those? I'm thinking in my head. So it's not a grey, bluey no. habit. No. Is that, is that what they wear at the moment? That's what you would have grown up with. Yeah. But yeah, probably my yeah my uh, knowledge of nuns is probably a bit dated now because yeah. we were both brought up Catholic, weren't we? So we saw yeah. nuns quite. Oh, we quite experienced regularly. nuns. <laughs> no, but so my last were... memory of a of a nun interacting with a nun was the grey habit, but this no. wasn't. No, it was the old fashioned black habit with the the white sort of headbandy bitty thing. I don't know what it's called, but this nun was walking down the wall down by the side of the wall in the graveyard. So I just thought, this is really weird. Now, quite often with the dog in the morning, I would walk through the graveyard now and again because I've been sharing pictures of Whittle for people that can't get there during COVID. So I thought, right, we're, as we're walking through there and doing our walk and taking photographs, 
I'll just walk along that wall. And actually, the height of the woman that I saw from the far side, she would have to have been at least seven foot tall mm. to show that height. But because it's been a big centre for religion and pilgrimage for centuries, it's quite possible this is just somebody that died there because the I think the the priests and religious people were died uh, they were buried around the church very close to it and this was actually right close at the back of the church so maybe it was a nun that was buried there. Mm. Oh, she might not have been buried there. She might just be haunting it. She might be haunted. She might have died there for some yeah. reason. She might have fallen off the church roof. Who knows? Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> But it was really weird because when I investigated it, she would have had to have been at least seven foot tall to actually show head and shoulders from the other side of the wall. So it was really weird. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to see something like that. But I'm so um, wrapped up in my own world. I need to be more mindful and look at the world around me a little bit more. I'm always in a rush to do something or I'm on my schedule or whatever. Well, I was hopelessly... I need to just chill out a little bit and you might spot these things a bit more. I mean, I was half asleep and not thinking of anything in particular. It was half past five in the morning and I was just thinking, just get in the field with the dog. And it's just a glance over and it's... You don't actually think, oh, I've seen a ghost. You just think, oh, somebody's up early. But perhaps also if that hadn't been during lockdown, you might not have noticed it that much and you might have just thought... No, it wouldn't have registered really. It was just... Actually, it might have done because I don't normally see anybody at that time in the morning. But then again, it stood out more because nobody's allowed to, was nobody that was allowed to travel or stop over at the time. Yeah, and we don't know if really <clears throat> people that were seeing are ghosts. You could have well, I didn't realise that none was a ghost. So maybe somebody walks past you in the street, mm. and you're the only person that sees them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, you once, you used to work in a nursing home when we lived in Gargrave for a while. Yeah. And you had a, had another interaction with a ghost like that, didn't you? Because you told me that you, one of your residents was sitting in a chair. So you don't remember some of these, but I remember them because I love ghosts. <laughs> but you, you walked, or was it you or someone that you knew? Maybe it was someone that you knew walked past someone sat in a chair. A, a familiar face, a resident that had been there for a while. And she wasn't there. It she was died. It, it was a man. It was a man that was sat in this chair. And the lady, I'm sure it was either you or one of your friends from the nursing home, she walked past and kind of said hello to him. And he, he didn't answer, but it wasn't something unusual. She just thought he hadn't heard mm. him. And then she, she came back and he wasn't there. Mm. And she asked where he was and they said, that he died the day before. Yeah. Or something like that. That's but right. yeah, you just sometimes you don't yeah. know what you're seeing, do you? Exactly, Until yeah, afterwards. because he, he would always sit in that chair for his afternoon tea. Yeah. Because they'd come down and they all had the, their own place, yeah. She walked past and said hello to him. And he obviously wasn't there. Maybe he was having one last tea. Mm. It's funny working in that place because one of the residents was about, you know, if they were ill... And um, thought they were going to die. You had to open the window so the spirit could escape. Yeah, I heard that recently. Somebody mm. at work told me about that because I uh, I work for a company that uh, makes greetings cards. So sometimes I have to write sympathy cards. Mm. And 
I think there was some. There was. I don't know what the what the message was in this card, but it had something to do with windows and stuff. And hmm. I don't. I can't remember what it was. But someone came up to me and said, "Maybe we should change that because of you know, if you think someone's going to die, you open a window to let the mm. spirit out." And I didn't know that up until then. I'd no. Oh heard yeah. Anything like that before? I think there are lots of superstitions to do with things, but that's one that's carried on. I've always known that. Hmm. Yeah. Have you got one last story to tell us? A local legend. Oh, local legend. Oh, I could tell you about the Bride of Lammermoor. Yeah. It's actually a novel by Walter Scott. Is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's it's quite a famous Scottish uh, novel, but it's actually, a, it's a tragic novel, but it is actually based on truth hmm. um, about, in, in those days, the big families, the, the men used to be the landowners. And where is this, sorry? In Scotland, southwest Scotland. And what's the place again? It's called the Bride of... It was... The Lam- novel's called The Bride of Lammermoor, but it's... Where's Lammermoor? Well, it's actually based on a place where I live at called Baldoon. Right. That's good. And That's good. Local. Yeah. Yes, it's local. Yes. I'm just checking it was northern. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it's southern to me because I live in southern Scotland. <laughs> But the, the, I mean, there's, there's the ruins of the castle there and everything, and it's right on the coast. Um, but the, obviously the, the men would be the most important things in life, and the women were just there as chattels, like sheep and cows, just sort of sold off to families. That's, we don't like that, do we? Nope, we don't like that. And this woman obviously was not stupid. And she had ideas that this was not right for her and this person that we're going to marry her off to was an evil, nasty man. And her brothers tied her up and dragged her to the wedding. Mm. And she was made to marry him. And so she wasn't going to have it, so she drowned herself. And she haunts the place to this day. Like how? She's been seen walking, dripping. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you can see that the the ruins of the castle are still there. It's on private land, but um, you can you can see how important it was because there's actually still the gateposts still there to the estate, the old estate, and they're all carved on this farm. And then you just see the the remnants of the the tower house at Baldoon. Mm. And Baldoon is one of those places. It's a weird place. It's lovely. And it, it's uh, the river comes in there, and it's very very flat because it's salt marshes, because it's the coastal waters there, and very very flat. And during the war, they had um, it's like an airfield there, and they train the pilots in the water to do that. And because they were training them, quite often there'd be crashes there, mm. and they'd die. And the the old towers are still there, the lookout towers from from the from the air force. And they say that sometimes you can hear planes drone. You know the old fashioned planes. They're not like planes now. That droning yeah. noise. And they say sometimes you can hear the drone of a lost pilot. Mm. That is spooky. It is. That's and worth a visit. That isn't it? Oh, it it is. It's fantastic. There's actually a local historian and a. Very badly. I cannot think of his name now. He's written a lot of books. And he actually did talks in the old, the old drafty towers. I mean, it's, it's just a deserted, wrecked old building now. But he actually, in Wigtown Book Festival, it was one year, and one of the events was him talking about Baldoon. And it's 
its significance in World War Two, training pilots. And, and now you look at it and it just looks like a deserted airfield, not because there's lots of buildings, because it's just very, very flat. And there's a lot of these strange tarmac roads that just seem to go through fields for no reason, but that's because that's what it was. Wow. Mm-hmm. Exciting. So can you imagine hearing if you were there sort of at twilight to hear the drone of an aeroplane going over and then seeing see the bride of Lemonwood dripping past you. I'd poo my pants. You probably would. <laughs> I'd join you. <laughs> Thanks for telling us some tales. That's absolutely Real life fine. tales. Have you had a nice time? I've had a lovely time, thank you. It's very enjoyable. Do you think you'll do it again? Certainly will, if you'd let me come again. Yeah. When we... Um, when... I come up to visit you next. It would be nice to do an on-site Definitely. episode well, I tell on a you, haunted location because I do have field mics well, that we, we could, could strap to ourselves. We could go to um, the crypt of the Witton Priory. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. And yeah. then he goes in there. Uh, apparently so. Or we could sit in... Uh, there's also a replica, uh, a full-sized replica of... An Iron Age roundhouse in Whitton. But would that be haunted if it's a replica? It won't be haunted, maybe that, but it's actually sited on where they did have roundhouses. Underneath its foundations, there were roundhouses, so there were. Uh In that, it's a very small space. It's next to the ruins of the priory, by the church, and by where the cathedral would have been, and there were roundhouses. This is in a space about a quarter of a mile square. Surely, Surely that's well haunted then. Definitely. Proper haunted. Proper haunted. <laughs> Full of ghosts. <laughs> Huggings of them. We like ghosts. Huggings. Huggings of them. That means lots. So we could go there and then there are, there are actually quite a few castles that we can go to. Yeah. There's a veritable feast. Oh, The it's North just... is a veritable feast. It's the South. Well... It's the, north. <laughs> it's the north. It's up north. This is from the thing. Here. There's different perceptions of what is the north and what is the south. Well, I call myself a northerner because I grew up obviously in the north of England, and I sometimes still refer to myself as a northerner where I live now, and I get corrected very quickly. So, no, you're a southerner now. Yeah, it's a state of mind, isn't it? It is. I'll always be a northerner. Some as... people who I who would consider southern consider themselves northerners. Mm. So we're not we're not particular to one geographical location. No, everything is north. It just depends where you are. Exactly. Mm. Thank you very much. That's quite all right. Again. I enjoyed that. I hope you come again. Yeah, or I'll come to you. You come to me, and then I'll find you somewhere really spooky. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that, everyone. I really appreciate you tuning in to listen to some of my family's doorstep ghosts that weren't only on our doorsteps, but were in our actual house as well. Is house is should I say. I'd also just like to inform you, because I'm sure you'll all be dying to know, my current house was built in 1897. It was the year Bram Stoker's Dracula was published, which is how I always remember it, apart from when I don't remember it and I have to Google when Bram Stoker's Dracula was published, which is just stupid. I have remembered, however, that over on our Haunted Up North Patreon page where you can access extra stories and various things like that, there is a story I've uploaded there about the Herman family haunting, which, oddly, contains very similar paranormal phenomena to the Jarlid incident my mum mentioned near the beginning of this episode. 
If you're a patron of my Dark Disturbances tier, where you can access all of my Haunted Some More bonus bits feed, <laughs> uh, please head on over there to listen to it. If you're not already a patron of that particular tier, maybe treat yourself to some additional scary stuff if you're feeling particularly flush, and sign up for our £4 a month Haunted Some More Stroke Dark Disturbances tier at patreon.com slash hauntedupnorth. Anyway, Patreon chat aside, more importantly, the small scary person in Don't Look Now does wear a red coat. That was a fact I thankfully did remember correctly, and rightly so. It's called Priorities. Thanks for listening, everyone, and for letting us inject a bit of Northern Soul into your day. I hope you found these ghosts to be good ones, and that you were suitably entertained by them. Long live the North and all who haunt her, and may her power forever compel you to never presume the person standing over your bed wearing a red hooded coat is not an old ghost lady with an old ghost lady name who wants to pop your pickling jars. See you later. Bye! Proper haunted. Proper haunted. (laughs) Full of ghosts.